You're listening to the PMO Strategies Podcast, where PMO leaders become impact drivers. This is episode 100. Well, hey there, Impact Driver. Welcome to the PMO Strategies Podcast. I am your host, Laura Bernard, and I am so excited to be sharing the 100th episode of the PMO Strategies Podcast with you here today. And today, we're going to talk all about what it actually means to be an impact driver, what we've covered over the last 100 episodes, and what you can expect going forward over the next 100 episodes. I can't wait to dive in. Before we do, I wanted to let you know that this episode is sponsored by the Game Changing Steps to a High Impact PMO. Today, we're going to be talking a lot about becoming an impact driver, making that transition in your career, and how that affects you and your PMO. And if you want even more techniques, guidance, and step-by-step on exactly what to do to build or run and up-level your high impact PMO and how that affects you as a business leader and an impact driver, then join me for the Game Changing Steps to a High Impact PMO free training. Just go to pmostrategies.com forward slash PMO. That's pmostrategies.com forward slash PMO. And when you join, you're going to download a workbook, follow along step-by-step and build your impact action plan for putting into practice what I share with you in that free training. So make sure you sign up and get even more game-changing techniques than I can possibly cover in an episode. Go to pmostrategies.com forward slash PMO. Okay, let's dive in. I can't believe we finally made it to episode 100. This is so exciting. The PMO Strategies podcast has been around for almost two years now. And I have just been so thrilled and honored to be able to share all of these ideas and insights with you, my dear impact driver. And it occurred to me when I was thinking about what I wanted to cover for this 100th episode, that I talk about you as an impact driver a lot. And we need to talk about exactly what that means and how that influences your success with your PMO and your career. I started this podcast a couple of years ago specifically because I found myself saying quite frequently, gosh, I really wish I had me when I was you. Talking to PMO leaders from different places all around the world as I was going on speaking tours or teaching and I kept saying, we need to find a way to help more PMO leaders understand exactly what it takes to build the right capabilities, build the right PMO, deliver the right services, and build their own credibility as a part of that process, earn their seat at the table, and be able to actually help their business leaders deliver on the organization strategy with the highest possible return on investment. And if you've listened to this podcast You have heard me talk about that before. I'm sure I bring it up all the time. And there's a reason for that. I am trying to help you become an impact driver. I want to help you become the business leader that your 
other business leaders are counting on when they need to do the very most important thing that happens in an organization, create change, deliver on strategy and achieve outstanding results. You, my friend, you, my dear impact driver are the best positioned in the whole organization to do that. So what can I do to help you have everything you need to be able to deliver on that strategy, to become that impact driver and to earn and keep your seat at the table. Now, over the last two years, we've covered a lot of important topics for PMO leaders, program and project managers, anyone trying to deliver on their organization strategy. And no, you don't just have to be managing strategic projects for this to count. This is for all of us that are a part of driving change in an organization. The mechanism we use for that is a PMO. And it just makes sense. The PMO is that central impact engine, as I call it, in the organization that can drive that high return on investment for the strategy because we have the keys to the information they need to drive decisions. We understand what it takes to run big projects. We know how to bring people with us through the change process. And that's the kind of things that we covered over the last two years on this podcast. We've covered aspects of project management, of organizational change, of influencing, of leadership, and a lot of very specific topics around PMOs. From understanding the mistakes you should avoid, to rescuing your PMO if one too many mistakes have been made, how PMOs and Agile can work together actually quite seamlessly, the role of portfolio management and how darn important it is to helping your organization determine what they should focus on, where they should focus their energy, what decisions need to be made and how they can move everyone forward more effectively. And so many other topics in between. For example, I have a whole series on the various steps I think you need to take to build and sustain an effective PMO, a high impact PMO, starting with episode 19 all the way through 24, questions to ask before you start building a PMO and all of the stages that are critical and need to be done in this particular order in order to drive high value with the PMO. And before any of that, I started by simply helping you understand why the PMO of yesterday is not the PMO of tomorrow. In episode one, I talked about what I call the PMO reset, rethinking the PMO and helping you understand that if you are going to build and deliver a PMO for your organization, if you are going to earn your seat at the table, there's some rethinking we need to do about the role of the PMO. There's some old, bad, ugly habits we've got to get rid of in order to be successful and to thrive in the future we need to be thinking about the PMO's role in driving that return on investment that I keep talking about. The last two years have been a journey for helping you understand what the PMO can do for an organization and how you can position yourself most effectively to deliver the way a PMO needs to be delivered if you want to build a PMO that your business leaders are begging you for. And so now let's get back to this whole impact driver thing I was talking about. What's next for you? What's next for you as a PMO leader? Even if you're starting a PMO for the very first time, I want you thinking about 
not just where you are today, but where you want to go. And that's what we're going to be spending the next several months talking about. Your impact driver journey. The leadership skills you need, the change management skills you need, the organizational influencing skills that you need, the strategic thinking skills that will help you think more like a business leader and drive better conversations, how you can most effectively prepare for the future, how you can bring people with you through the change process from a resource and stakeholder management perspective how you can incorporate various methodologies, frameworks, and ideas around project portfolio management, agile, and others, and ultimately really, truly embrace that executive perspective that you must have to get that seat at the table. That's what's coming. That's what's coming over the next many months. And I'm super excited next week to share with you more about what's coming with this year's PMO Impact Summit. And I'm spilling the beans early, I know, but I just can't help myself. Next week's episode is going to be all about the launch of the PMO Impact Summit this year. And if you haven't heard of it, where have you been, my friend? It is the longest running, largest attended virtual PMO conference anywhere in the world for you, my friend, my dear impact driver. It is the conference specifically for you and it is 100% free, but okay. I'm getting ahead of myself. You'll hear more about that next week when we finally open the doors for registration and talk about all the fun activities we'll be doing over the next several months. Now back to you and being an impact driver. We're going to spend the next several months talking about what that actually means to me, what it needs to mean to you, and how we together are going to take you on the journey of becoming an impact driver. I start every episode talking about you being an impact driver, and I'm going to show you exactly what that means, the steps you need to take, and how you can go from wherever you are today, my friend, to becoming that impact driver for your organization. All right. So what do I mean when I say impact driver? Becoming an impact driver means making a few shifts, leaving a few things behind and embracing some new mindsets, attitudes, ideas, and actions that help to elevate you from being a PMO leader or a programmer project professional to being a sought after business leader that truly understands what it takes to drive change in an organization to get results and knows that it ain't all about the projects. It's about delivering on the organization strategy. We must shift our focus from outputs to outcomes. Now I'm going to repeat that. We must shift our focus from outputs to outcomes. Now, everything we've been taught in the project management world is about measuring deliverables, measuring the number of projects, the on time, the on scope, the on budget, the number of templates we create, the number of steps in our process, the number of project managers that we manage, the number of projects that we manage. And what do each one of those things have in common? They're really so much more about the outputs we're creating than the results, the outcomes that we're achieving. Now see your business leaders, they have conversations about outcomes. They are mostly interested in seeing the results. Frankly, many times they don't care about the messy middle, nor do they need to know about it. 
and nor should we be talking about it. We should be focused on how we are helping them achieve that ROI, that return on investment for whatever business strategy they need delivered. That business case at the beginning of a project, that is what we should be talking about. That is what we should be driving towards. That is what we need everybody in the organization that's involved in that initiative focused on. Why we're doing this work, why it matters, and when we're going to get there. You see, so many of us have been trained to focus on measuring things like EVM, earned value management, that doesn't tell you a darn thing about actual value achieved. It only tells you if you spent money and you've spent time, but does it tell you whether or not the value will be achieved by the customer at the end of that project? No. Does it even look at whether or not you're doing the right project in the first place? No. Does it tell you anything about whether or not you've done a good job of bringing your stakeholders and your end users along with the process so that they don't completely run in the other direction when you implement it? No. You see, the things that we have been told are how to define and measure our own value, the value of our projects, the value of our PMO, are not in line with how our business leaders are actually making decisions. And that's the shift that we need to make. Our business leaders are thinking about how they are going to achieve the outcomes that they need to achieve for the organization. And that is the language we need to start speaking. And this does not mean that we've got to throw project management out the window. This does not mean that I'm saying, forget it. Let's go to the wild, wild west. We don't need any structure. We don't need any templates. I'm not saying that at all, but I'm saying there's a time and a place, my friend. And we have to understand that what we do, the order we do it in, how we do it, and then how we talk about it and show those results matters. It matters a lot. It matters a lot to our business leaders and to our stakeholders. And if you do things in the wrong way, you're not going to achieve the results you're looking for, for your PMO, your projects, and for your career. You see a lot of business leaders will tell you they see project management as admin work, overhead, wasteful, time-consuming, and not worth it. And we turn around and try and convince them how awesome our project management process is, or how much better the world will be when we put all these tools in place. Or we get all geeked out and start throwing a bunch of project management speak at them. And that's about the time their eyes glaze over and they look at their phone and try and figure out how to get out of the meeting. So instead of us trying to focus so much energy on convincing them that we've got their best interest at heart and expecting our business leaders to see our perspective or appreciate what we do in the PMO and with our projects, that ain't going to happen. Not if we keep shoving a bunch of project management speak at them, but you know, what does grab their attention? Listening to them talk about the pain points, the challenges, the opportunities, the dreams they have for the future of their team, of the organization, and then showing them that you get them, you hear them, you understand them, you have a solution for them and walking through the outcome that they can expect and the impact that will have on the organization. That's what's going to get their attention. So instead of us spending so much time and energy focusing on how we can help them see the beauty of our way, 
How about we see their way? How about we understand their perspective? How about we solve business problems? How about we meet them where they are and bring them on a journey of change, transformation, and outcomes that they want to go on with us willingly because we've said, we got you, we got your back. We understand what you need. And that's what we're going to solve. Changing this one piece of conversation, this one dynamic can be a game changer for you, for your career, for your team, and for the respect you can earn through the work you're doing with your PMO. So with the theme of outcomes over outputs in mind, here are the six characteristics, steps, traits, ways of thinking that you must embrace to be an impact driver. The first one, instill focus. Focus on the business and what they need to be successful. Ask why, understand what their pain points are, have conversations with them in their language. Appreciate the fact that projects are the means, not the end. The end game is the outcomes you're creating for the organization. The outputs you're creating are just a means to get to that end. So you better make sure you're getting to that end because that's the goal here. It's not enough for you to instill focus and focus on helping the organization achieve their outcomes. It's super important that you bring your whole team with you through the process. Help them understand why. Get them focused on the why. Why are we doing this project in the first place? Why does this matter to the organization? Do you know that 95% this statistic really freaked me out when I read it. 95% of people that work in an organization do not understand their organization's strategy. They don't understand why the work they're doing is so important. If you could solve just that one problem for your organization, that would be transformational. If everyone on every project understood why it was so important that that work got done, imagine how valuable that would be to the business leaders in your organization. I experienced this firsthand years ago when I was in a PMO role inside an organization. And just by exposing to the entire organization, the portfolio of projects and the priority of those projects and their current status, very simple, red, yellow, green, and some basics about the project, we were able to change how an entire organization operated just by giving them a little bit of information about why things mattered. That's how transformational this one thing can be. What can you do to solve that pain point for your business leaders? The fact that people don't get why they're doing the work they're doing. It can be incredibly frustrating for business leaders. And frankly, they may not know how to solve it. Holding a town hall or posting a presentation or even playing a video isn't going to solve that problem. But you as an impact driver, you in the role of a PMO or running projects has a really unique opportunity to help everyone understand from the very beginning what's going on with that project, why it's so important, why their role on the project is so important and how they are helping to not just create deliverables and outputs, but help the organization achieve outcomes. And speaking of a totally different way to think about your work, the step two in this process is measuring outcomes. We talked about how we think about 
our value in terms of the numbers of things we create instead of the outcome and the impact we're achieving, that's what Measure Outcomes is all about. We've got to make sure that we start thinking in terms of return on investment instead of EVM or cost and schedule performance or time, scope, and cost, the triple constraint. I'm not saying those things don't matter. They are informational, they are helpful, they are useful, and they are limited in what they actually tell you. You see, if you complete a project and you work so hard to manage the scope and you have business stakeholders coming to you and say, but we need this other thing and we need this other thing. And you're saying, nope, sorry, going to be three months before you can get in front of the change control board. We're not implementing that change. And they know, but haven't articulated clearly or weren't able to influence the outcome that if that new feature doesn't get added, their customers aren't going to use it. So no one's going to buy it. So it's going to sit on the shelf. And then you're going to end up doing a version two, release two, six months later. And then maybe if they haven't lost the market, they might get a chance. You see, that's the thing. We have been trained to protect that triple constraint so tightly that we make it almost impossible for change to happen. And if we do that, we miss out on the true business value that can be achieved. So we've got to stop thinking about this in terms of how tightly we can manage the triple constraint and think about it in terms of how quickly can we get to that return on investment. Now, before I get back to the whole delivering quickly thing, I want to pause here and address the yeah, but monster that might have crawled up on your shoulder when I said return on investment. I know I've heard it all before. We're an internal PMO. We don't measure ROI. We are a nonprofit. We don't measure ROI or my favorite, not really. We work for the government. We don't measure ROI here. Of course you do. Here's the thing. Your job as a PMO leader and even your project leaders is to help the organization achieve the highest possible return on investment for their strategy. And if you're not thinking that way, that doesn't mean that your business leaders aren't. And I'm telling you, they are. I have talked to CEOs and executives in organizations of all shapes and sizes. Yes, even nonprofits. Yes, even government. And you know what they say? How do we make sure we get that return on investment? But if you don't want to call it ROI, just call it the worth it factor because everyone Everyone, including you, makes worth it factor decisions every day of your life. That is how we operate. We want to know if our time, our energy, our money, our resources are worth spending in one place over another. We make those decisions so quickly we don't even realize it. And those decisions are what drives whether or not the marketing department gets funding for their project or the sales department gets funding for their project. Is it worth doing in the first place? So what can you do and what can your PMO do to really help drive that worth it factor, drive that return on investment, and make sure that every bit of time and energy and money and resources is spent where it is going to provide the most benefit? And how do you get there? You perform relentlessly. IMP, we had instill focus, measure outcomes. We're now on perform relentlessly. If you want to build credibility, if you want to drive higher ROI, then you must have a delivery focused mindset. 
You don't just get it done. You perform relentlessly. Now that doesn't mean working millions of hours and totally exhausting yourself. What that means is that we take that focus on the right projects, the right places to spend our energy. We understand that we're there to achieve outcomes, not just outputs. And we look for ways to drive higher ROI. How do we do that? By streamlining, optimizing, removing steps from the process, simplifying, not making things more complex. You see, when we measure ourselves by the number of outputs we create instead of the outcomes we're helping the organization achieve, we measure the wrong things. We don't want to measure how many projects we're managing because we probably shouldn't be doing half of those. We don't define our value because we have 600 projects on our portfolio. We look at how fast we're getting them done. And the faster you get them done, the faster you can get to starting to realize a return for that investment. So every time you create a template, you add a step to the process, you request another meeting, you should be asking yourself, what exactly is this doing to accelerate a decision, accelerate taking an action and moving us closer to our goal. That is what performing relentlessly is all about. It's often about doing less, not more. And step four is adapt to thrive. Enough of this nonsense about PMO survival mode or how should PMO survive or surviving the next chaotic event that happens. We should be thriving. And that means that we need to be nimble and flexible, adaptive, and dare I say it, even a little bit agile. You see, agility is where the power comes from in being able to respond quickly to shifting business needs. And I think the last year has given us a pretty good taste of needing to pivot sometimes overnight. So what can you do to create an organization that allows you to embrace agility? Not necessarily big A agile, but iterations, for example. Do you really need to take a whole year before you start showing any value with your PMO? Please tell me you're not going to do that. You won't last a year if you wait a full year to show any real impact. People aren't patient anymore, or were they ever really? So you don't have time to go off and huddle away and figure out all of the wonderful things you want to do for the organization and then big bang, roll everything out. You want to figure out how you can get in front of your stakeholders quickly, bring them with you through the change process and show value on a more regular basis. So we want to rethink how we engage with the organization, how we can be more flexible, more nimble, more adaptive to the changes that are coming, the changes that are happening and the needs of your stakeholders so that you can show value more quickly and get to that ROI faster. Are you hearing the theme here? Now, remember when I was talking about how we tend to shove project management speak at people when we get all excited and start geeking out about the things that we know and love, but by the way, not everybody else understands. That's where communicate with purpose comes. That is step five. We have to communicate with purpose and meaning and deliver the why we've got to speak the language of the business, not talk project management, speak at them. And most importantly, 
tie the work you're doing, whether it's in a PMO or on a project, to the way you're changing the lives of the people that are around you. Here's one of the techniques I share in the Impact Engine PMO Training and Implementation Program. And it's a four-step process on how you want to communicate value and the impact you're creating for the organization. You start with their pain, their challenge, the opportunity that's been presented to you in business terms. You talk about that. You explain that you do have a solution and you keep it high level, but you give them enough information to believe that you've got a good solid solution to help them. And then you transition to talking about the outcome that's going to create for them. And then you tell the story of the impact that will have on the organization. Their problem, for example, is a lack of transparency. They don't know what projects are going on. They can't get a good sense of where all the resources are. And so that's just begging for a portfolio management solution. So you say we've got a really strong portfolio management solution that we are going to put in place quickly, quickly, so that we can get to what they need, which is transparency, the outcome you're going to create for them, transparency, quickly, and then the impact that's going to have on the whole organization by being able to drive decisions faster, be able to create more action, not have so many wait points, not have so many spots where we have an overwhelmed subject matter expert pool because we've prioritized our projects more effectively. We've spread things out. We've used staggering to spread things out more effectively and still achieve more impact, more return on investment for the year instead of less. That's an example of the kind of way you want to be talking about the work you do and the value it's creating for the organization. And by the way, we all have way too much communication to wade through every day, all of the time in everything we're doing. So what can you do to streamline and optimize and simplify communication? If you're still creating 16 page reports, every time you need to report on what's going on in your PMO or on a project, I want you to think about the cycles that are being wasted by the review sessions you're having, the number of times you've had to chase people down to get the inputs for that. And what's really done with that information at the end of the day, is it there just to prove that you're valuable or are you actually using it to drive decisions? Are there meetings that are happening that maybe could have just been an FYI status report instead of a meeting? Is there a SharePoint site or an internal intranet or network that you can use to post information? Do you have a website for your PMO or a place they can go to look at what's going on? Can you make that available to people, remind them it's there on a regular basis and forego the meetings altogether? That's what communicating with purpose is all about. And finally, We must look at how we transform mindset. That's the last step in this process. If we want to build a high performance, a high impact culture, that means we need to do things like embrace some new roles, new ways of thinking about who we are and how we can contribute in the organization. We need to embrace entrepreneurial thinking, find new creative ways to solve problems, remove can't completely from your vocabulary and don't allow others to have it either. You can use a technique that my dear friend, Mike Hannon calls, how might we, instead of thinking about all the reasons you can't do something, how about you change the whole dynamic of the conversation and ask, how might we solve this problem? Not using the typical stuff we've always thrown at problems, but maybe there's a new way we can do it. 
We've got to transform our mindset to think differently about how we solve problems, how we engage with our stakeholders, how we make an impact and get to that return on investment. We want to think differently about organizational change. You know, that whole thing about change resistance, it's not true. People aren't resistant to change. I know. Yeah, but monster back on your shoulder. I can almost hear him. People aren't resistant to change. And if you don't believe me, let me ask, do you know anybody that's gotten married or had kids on purpose? Anybody that started a new class or a hobby or went to a new restaurant, people aren't resistant to change. They are resistant to having change done to them. So we must transform our mindset and understand that it's not about them. It's about us. If we are facing resistance with our project and with our PMO, we are doing it wrong. It's not their fault. They don't want to be dragged somewhere they don't know about and they don't trust. So we must figure out how to do change with them instead of to them. How do we bring them with us through the change process? How do we make it their idea? How do we use our leadership and influencing and organizational change management skills to meet them where they are on their journey and bring them with us through that journey to achieve the outcomes that they actually probably really want? They just don't want it done to them. No one likes to lose control, right? Well, that's what we're talking about here. And ultimately, when you do these things, you begin to embrace new roles. When you think about projects in terms of investments, instead of in terms of projects, you become the fiduciary. That's right. You are a fiduciary for your organization. You're an investment manager. You don't believe me? Is your organization trusting you with resources, time, energy, money, and expecting you to create an outcome or a result for them? Then you are an investment manager and your job is to treat those projects like investments because that's what they are. They are investments in the future of the organization. And your job is to ensure that you achieve that highest possible return for their investment. That's your job as a project manager and a PMO leader. So when we start thinking of ourselves as investment managers, we are positioning ourselves to be understood, appreciated, respected, and valued as a business leader in our organization. You want to become the trusted advisor. You want your business leaders to think of you as the person they go to when they have a really tough problem to solve. Because the last time they asked you, you didn't throw a bunch of project management speak at them. You helped them figure out how to solve their business problem. You spoke to them in business terms. You solved their problem. You built trust. You built credibility. And now they're back begging for more help. That's what a trusted advisor is. You want to earn your seat at the table? That's how you do it. And ultimately, when you do all of these things, you become what I call the strategy navigator for the organization. You are there to navigate the organization's culture and stakeholders and all of the change they're trying to create. And you navigate that strategy through from idea all the way through to delivery, to impact, to that return on investment. That is a really cool place to be. And it's what gets you that seat at the table in the right conversations, 
and truly driving the highest possible return for the investment they've made in you. That's right. They're having ROI conversations about you too. You, your PMO, the way you're managing projects, how you're showing and delivering value or how you're not. And by meeting them where they are, by embracing a business leader's mindset, you are becoming that business leader yourself that they need. They need you to accomplish their goals because no one in the organization is better positioned, better educated, better resourced, better able to deliver on the organization strategy than you and your team of project managers and change leaders. You're the team of impact drivers. So what can you do today, right now, this week, this month? What are your goals this year to embrace the role of impact driver and help your organization achieve that highest possible return on investment for every one of their goals? That's the journey we're going on over the next hundred episodes. And I'm so excited to be able to bring you on this journey with me so that we can truly show the value, the impact that can be made when you unleash the full power of the PMO and project management to make a big impact. Okay, my dear impact driver, Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope I have inspired you. I've excited you. And I hope I've teased that there's a lot more to come, even starting with the next episode 101, which I'm so excited to share with you. And in the next hundred episodes after that, thank you for being who you are, doing what you're doing and helping make the world a better place. We need you. I am so grateful for you. Thank you so much for being a part of this high impact community. And to celebrate you, I'd love to hear your story. If you are applying the things that you're learning on these episodes and you're getting the fantastic results that we're talking about here, if you're having wins, send me an email. Let me know about it. I want to hear your story. I want to hear what you learned, and how you applied it to make a big impact in your organization. Just send the email to story at pmostrategies.com. That's story at pmostrategies.com. And that will go right to me. I will read it. I will reply and I will celebrate you. So share your wins, share your stories. Let me know what's working for you and how you are making a big impact in your organization. Now, don't forget, if you want even more techniques to set up or up-level your PMO, you want to join the Game Changing Steps to a High Impact PMO training. Just go to pmostrategies.com forward slash PMO, and I'll see you there. Okay, my dear Impact Driver, that's it for today's episode. Make sure to follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast player and download the episodes so you have them with you no matter where your Impact Driver journey takes you. Thank you so much for being an Impact Driver and I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye for now.